Hello everyone, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday the 15th of March. Joining me today is Watson's Daily subscriber, Will Lowe, who won one of our recent competitions. Hi there, Will. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you, Peter? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so this is a historic episode, right? Because this is the first time um, that I've ever had anyone on the podcast who is not either me <laughs> or um, a uh, Watson's Daily Ambassador. So um, just uh, just by way of introduction, um, Will actually won the um, January uh, or the end of January edition of the Silver Subscribers uh, competition. So basically what you need to do um, to do that is to be a subscribe, a silver subscriber of Watson's Daily. Um, and if you um, if you win, um, then you are offered uh, an array of different things, uh, including the opportunity to be on this podcast if you want to. So um, this is Will. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so the first time anyway. So, Will, um, what is your favorite story of today? So there is a lot of exciting news in the daily today, but to narrow it down, I found Motor Fuel Group's plans to invest 400 million into EV charging particularly interesting. Yeah, because this is um, a company which has 900 stations across the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing a general trend now of car companies which are beginning to say they're going to um, invest in electric vehicles. And now we're actually seeing petrol stations changing their charging station to to, to petrol pump ratio. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is kind of a trend which could could be adopted then. Yeah. By more by more by more petrol stations and by more yeah. independent fuel stations. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. just actually, just to d- jump in there. Sure. The motor fuel group, for those who don't know, and, and I would suggest that's most people because I must <laughs> say I didn't have a clue at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> was that they operate under brands such as Esso, BP, Shell, Merco, Texaco, and Jet. So mm. I think that all of you will know those. Um, but yeah, that's the so the motor fuel group um, is basically, I, I guess, the umbrella for 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 a lot of those. But anyway, yeah. sorry, carry on, carry on. No, 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 that's, that, that's it. That's great. Um, so I was then thinking about um, how this could change electric vehicle adoption. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, will it actually mean that people will then buy electric vehicles? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, thinking about it, people are going to have charging stations in their homes. Yes. You know, like, so these are going to be, like blink charging for example they're going to have things set up in their homes that are yeah. fairly cheap yeah. like to around 250 pounds to have yeah. in your house so is there actually like a demand for for um electric vehicle charging stations at petrol stations do they really need to change it how many people are actually going to be making these long distance long range journeys yeah. yeah um in the uk yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? I, I, I've forgotten where I saw it. But it's some, some, some statistic somewhere said something along the lines of, you know, 90% of journeys in the UK are less than 100 miles. Mm. So, you know, and it might even be less than that. But the main, the main sort of, um, you know, the main lesson of that is um, that, that, that actually this range anxiety that we all mm. have um, 
is mostly misplaced. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I guess the, the, the thing is, we don't want to get caught short. I mean, if you're, you know, going to, uh, dare, dare I say, it, a gathering of, of a large gathering of people, uh, mm. let's say family, um, uh, you know, in, in a, a few hundred miles away, you don't want to be caught short on the M1, um, <laughs> you know, and, and think, well, I've got no I've got no charge. You know, and that that is really some I think that that's it was like you were saying earlier on um, is that you were saying that um, obviously one. Uh, well, there are two hurdles, um, mm. so getting up two major hurdles for, for people getting an electric vehicle. Yeah. One is is the is the initial price. That's one thing. Then the second thing is this whole range anxiety. So the the first, you know, with regard to um range oh they actually no i've got to add a third i've got to add a third okay is, is that um is it's just taste right yeah. because you know at the moment right this minute there are not loads and loads of choices of electric vehicles um but there are going to be a lot more and actually definitely i think, I think even over the last year there has been a, a significant uptick in the number of different options that are available mm. now you know a lot of people have argued that Oh, Tesla's it's it's you know it's it's the uh, it's the one that's got the most advanced technology and all that kind of thing. And I think I have said before on this podcast, the thing is, is that you know people don't look just at what is the most technologically advanced. Mm. You know, they look at what it looks like. They look at you know how I suppose it's it's the way the car makes. Okay, there are I suppose there are some people who see a car as something that just gets you from A to B. Totally fine. And in that case you know, you don't care, price will be the thing, mm -hmm. I suggest, is the thing that's uppermost in your mind. For those who actually enjoy driving, like looking at cars, like what it looks like, you know, like, you know, you know, all those kinds of things, then there's a lot more to just technological, you know, wiz wizardry mm. that makes you de decide to part with, um, let's face it, a, a, a large amount of cash. You know, exactly. I mean, most, I mean, most people aren't going to buy the thing outright straight away, but because um, again, I think it's over ninety percent of people buy that. You know, buy their cars on some sort of finance. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it is it is more than that. But like you say, anyway, going back to the point that you know, this, I think that having these um, charging points at more charging stations. Mm. Um, is just going to increase visibility, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's going to, you know, make people uh, feel a bit more confident about buying an electric vehicle, or at least raise their awareness about EVs in general. Yeah, because that's the thing. I reckon if you go to a, uh, let's say, you know, petrol station, and every petrol, I think a lot of people tend to go to the same petrol station. Maybe this is my, you know, maybe I'm weird. <laughs> maybe maybe the people I know who are weird. But they generally tend to go to the aim towards the same one because yeah. it's slightly cheaper or something. Mm. So I think you know if you go if you keep going to your your local garage and you see that actually there are four charging stations, let's say, and each time you go, you think, well, there always seem to be at least two free. Mm. So suddenly, your the range anxiety thing gets marginally less because you think, well. If if I've got four here and the two are all, always available, then that's probably not dissimilar in in other places. Because I think the the thing that we've had up till now is something I've noticed when I've because I you know we um, we've we've got um, relatives up north and uh, mm. so um, you know find 
uh, have been on lots of long journeys and, and things like that. And, and, you know, I've, I've done a few other things as well, but the thing is, is that what you know, what you've, what I've noticed is you go to a motorway service area and you, you, you know, there are tons and tons of parking spaces yes. and hardly any, and you'll get actually the thing that I feel, you know, you get like four Tesla chargers and one well, a, a general two, charger. Sort of, yeah. General yeah. chargers. And the general chargers are always, you know, they've always got someone. There. <laughs> and you, you'd be like, well, why would I buy, you know, electric car? I mean, you might buy a Tesla because of that. Because uh, you notice the Tesla charges, they do seem to be to be. Maybe it's my imagination, but they s- seem to be available, or something seems to be available. Whereas mm. the other ones, then they're, they're never available. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I just I just think that you know, the more visibility, the more people are going to think, okay, yeah, let's, let's just take the take the leap. Really. I mean, yeah, I mean, even supermarkets might begin putting these EV chargers uh, into their petrol stations as well. So you could go to like mm. Tesco or Sainsbury's, for example, just mm-hmm. then plug your, plug your car in and go for a shot. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, they do that already in the mm. car park, but I just think that because, and actually that probably works quite well in the car park. Yeah. Um, because obviously you will go in generally for a decent amount of time. Mm. So all this at the moment with, with current um, technology where, let's say you need to be plugged in for half an hour, 40 minutes. If you're doing a shop in a, um, in Sainsbury's or something, you know, you're probably going to take that amount of time. So actually that's quite a good use of time. I yeah, guess. exactly. But I, th- but I think um, if they just had a few more charges in the, in the uh, maybe fast, you know, charges in the, mm. um, uh, their petrol stations as well, again, mm. it just increases visibility makes people think actually it's okay there are more chargers therefore when i come to actually buying a new car i will consider uh, an ev as a viable option um so so yeah i, I, I don't know would you would you buy uh, would you buy an ev at the moment at the moment no <laughs> not right. least of all because i don't have the means to buy a car um, <laughs> right, okay, okay. but also because um just they're really expensive there aren't many, um, you know, options available either. So I'd probably wait until, you know, car companies like Ford begin, you know, creating electric yeah. vehicles as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they're sort of dabbling in these things, mm. aren't they? And they say they, they are. And well, you see, you know, there are hybrids. And mm. like, I mean, I know that um, Ford Puma um, recently, that is a, um, a a sort of a hybrid-ish sort of thing. So I think what that does is it... it um, it gives you a little boost it does. Uh, it does. on the, on the power and stuff like that. And it does increase yeah. the, um, the miles per gallon and stuff like that. But, uh, cause I think it's, it's got some ridiculous miles per gallon, um, figure, which is quite impressive. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, anyway, we'll see, won't we? And, uh, and I think, we will. um, the, the, uh, the, it, there does need to be wider adoption, um, before, you know, and that whole real talk about that chicken and egg situation. You need, mm. you need, you need more people to buy the cars to make the cars cheaper. But to make the cars, if you make the cars cheaper, you'll make them more popular. Exactly. And Supply and demand. Exactly. So anyway, um, we'll move on um, to um, the next story. So um, I thought today uh, that this this thing about Disney Plus uh, was interesting. So there is a, a company called Ampere Analysis. Uh, and you know, I'm sure others are saying this as well, but they reckon that uh, Disney Plus could be uh, could overtake uh, Netflix within the next three years. Um, 
you know, I'm I've always been a fan of content over distribution, which is ironic, especially because of <laughs> Watson Stadium. Um, I've been doing it for six years, and it wasn't really until I increased distribution um, uh, last year that things really started to take off. But but you know, failing that um, the Disney Plus thing is interesting because. I, I really feel that, um, and maybe this is controversial, I don't know, but I find that, you know, um, I think Disney Plus content is really good. You know, you've mm. got these big franchises that are, that are popular, that everyone knows. Huge IPs, and, like Star yeah. Wars and, and Marvel. Yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely brilliant stuff. And, you know, Netflix, I find, I think is pretty good for dramas, it uh sorry documentaries it's okay for series mm. you know some dramas um i still think it's pretty shocking generally for films i'd say so you know, yeah i mean you know um my my wife and i because obviously we live this high octane life um <laughs> especially under lockdown you know on a saturday night want to watch a film and we say oh, i want to watch a really crap film um let's you let's watch netflix right so because the joke, the the irony is, you get these you get these things on Netflix that sound like they would be quite good, mm. and they've got really good actors in, and then you watch them and you think, what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, you know. So and, and so, you know, I I I think that um, the, the 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 danger here, in a way, though, is is that Disney, you know, saying that Disney Plus is going to be the same size as Netflix mm. in three years, you know, you do. Obviously, Net, um, Disney Plus has come off the back of a, an amazing, um, uh, you know, an amazing year. It really uh, has. That, and uh, it's kind of freakish, really. Mm. It would never have predicted that. No, definitely not. Um, and I think that, you know, it's not a good... Yeah, I, I think... Anyway, I think that it, it might, maybe it will. Um, maybe it will. But, you know, Netflix obviously needs to put more um, effort into its own original content. It needs to because, innovate a bit. Sure, yeah, um, I think it does because, um, I just think that the quality, the the general quality, I would argue, is not as good as Disney Plus. And actually, to beat Disney Plus in its own game, it's got to really improve the quality. I mean, production quality, all that kind of stuff is all good, mm. but it's just <laughs> they got to get better, exactly. Things. It's uh, it's difficult because. Uh, Disney Plus already has so many great, um, like I said, IPs like Star Wars. So The Mandalorian, for example, people are already kind of enticed to that. It's so much easier to get people to watch a show where they already know about the kind of universe or they know about the characters yeah. than it is to try and get like a, a startup, you know, that Netflix yeah. has to do. Uh, yeah, no, you, yeah. You're, 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 you're absolutely right on that, I think. Um, but, you know, the, you know, we're concentrating here on Disney versus Netflix, but I think that the, the dark horse of all this lot <laughs> Um, is actually, um, you know, Amazon Prime. Mm. Because um, the way I look at it, you know, with Disney Plus and Netflix, what do they gain? You know, if they grow, what do they gain? They gain, um, you know, monthly subscriptions of, let's say, it's for sake of round numbers and stuff, 10 quid a month, right, mm. from, from each new person. But... For every new person that joins Amazon Prime, they get people to use Amazon, you know, and the potential upside for Amazon is massive, mm. you know, when you compare to Disney Plus and Netflix. So I sort of, and, you know, I kind of think that, um, 
Amazon is not short, short of a bob or two. And so, you know, in a way, if it decides that it really wants to concentrate on this area, it can really concentrate on this area. Mm. So, um, so I kind of think that everyone is, as I say, at the moment, looking at Disney Plus and Netflix, but actually they should really be thinking about what is, I think that they should be thinking about what is happening with Amazon. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that they've got a much, they've got a much broader base. Um, they, and like I say, they've got so much more to gain by having more Amazon prime members mm. because, you know, I mean, well, I mean, you, what you, you were saying yeah. something so with... you, about the, um, about the, uh, what was it? Um, yeah so so people with there's kind of like a culture with disney and netflix where a show will come out say for example stranger things on netflix or uh, Mm. the mandalorian again on disney plus the show will come out and they might have the um they might have it in weekly installments each episode coming out but then once that show is finished they cancel they cancel the subscription so you know that's a kind of trend that's happening with these kind of subscription services but with amazon prime you also get shopping you also get next day delivery so people have so so much less of an incentive to then just kind of drop their subscription when they've already got so many other great products and great services that they can uh, have on the back of it as well almost yeah. like a package I mean, yeah i mean i think I think it seems to me like if there was some sort of nuclear war tomorrow <laughs> and a drum box, drum, a drum, a drum, a bomb was dropped. Um, mm. I think the things w- that would survive would be cockroaches um, and Amazon Prime subscriptions, <laughs> I think, uh, because, you know, <laughs> you'd be giving up quite a lot with, with a, if you if you cut your Amazon Prime subscription. Um, and I just think that it's. It's just, yeah, if there was, if people did do that and they did do a bit of, you know, um, subscription shuffling, mm. the one that's going to stay is bound to be it, it, it Prime. Is. It is, undoubtedly. So, you know, um, but we, but, you know, let's, let's, uh, we'll, we'll obviously have to, to, to Wait see what and happens. See. But, yeah. Yeah. And I think that D- Disney Plus has an undeniably um, had a great, had a great mm. run so far. Um, under the most ideal conditions you can possibly Definitely. get. Um, although clearly Disney needed that because Disney has had an absolutely disastrous performance um, from all of its other businesses. Yeah. But I think I do think that they will turn around because people will want to go back to the parks. Yeah. They will want to what you know do do all the um, kind of holidays and things. I don't think they're going to necessarily be rushing back to. Um, the Disney cruises, particularly, probably but, not, um, and uh, also not but, not the uh, Disney stores as well. After a lot of them have closed, well, yeah. that's right, that's right. So yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I you could get all that stuff online. exactly, um, exactly. Um, and also, as a, I can say, as a parent, um, it's infinitely uh, a more pleasant experience <laughs> uh, going on, on online because you don't have. Um, you know, kids like grabbing onto your leg and <laughs> crying and saying, and like, yeah, I want that. I want this. I want that. And you're like, no, you're not having that. And you can have one thing. Oh, no. You know, whereas online, you just go, oh, well, okay, we'll just turn the computer yeah. off then. So <laughs> much easier. <laughs> it's so much better. I mean, that's that's why I generally, you know, with, with actually, this is a slightly different thing, but with to- when Toys R Us sort of, did, you mm. know, fell, 
it was like bittersweet because on the one hand, um, Toys R Us was great because it was a one-stop shop. But as a parent going through there and just with kids, you know, and you see other parents all going through the same thing. And they're like, I want that. I want this. Mm. And you're like, oh, my Tragedy. God. Is yeah. it worth it? Is it worth it? Um, so and uh, anyway, um, so there you go. Um, that's, I think we'll, we'll stop there. But um, thank you very much, Will. No, thank time. you, Peter. Um, it's very nice. Very nice to have you on the show. Uh, show, I don't know. I should like call podcast. It show. Show. I anyway, yeah, uh, podcast. <laughs> show, yeah, um, and um, and we'll be uh, we'll be chatting again once more tomorrow. I'm looking forward so, to it. Um, brilliant. And uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, thank you very much for listening. Uh, like I say, if you want to be like Will, uh, <laughs> you know, and um, you, you too can do this um, if you are a silver subscriber. But anyway, thanks very much indeed. Have a lovely day, and we'll speak again. Thank you. Tomorrow. See ya. Bye.